baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Bring in our guest from Spectrum News One. That is Dennis Krause. Dennis, how you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, I, I don't really feel worthy of being on an award-winning show if I'd known that. I, I, I but I'm intimidated, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> this guy, he's so, he's so well. And speaking of awards, you were down in Canton, Ohio, alongside Leroy as he was enshrined in a Canton. How was your experience down there? Well, it was a great experience, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, please don't let Leroy hear this because he's already thinks highly enough of himself, but uh, <laughs> he really conducted himself uh, very well all weekend long, and uh, I, I hesitate to say it, but it's true. I was proud of him. You know, it, it is, you know I think the, the moment it became real for me is when all the Hall of Famers that returned to Canton for the ceremony and the class of 2022, including Leroy, posed for the picture uh, in Canton, and uh, the smile was a, a mile wide for Leroy, and it, it, it was deserved. And it was just a great scene to see him where he belongs with those Hall of Famers. I guess for me, what and I would concur, when we had to stand with our bust, we took that yeah. group photo that was, and shout out to um, Spectrum News 1, they covered it. Pretty good. I mean, I, I must say it was pretty good because, you know, of course, we, me and Gary um, work with Dennis uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Um, I do have a football question, though. Okay. Uh, now, because this to me, because I think there's a debate with, I don't know if it's a debate with me and you and Gary or not, but we do talk about it like the barbershop, playing players in the preseason because – uh, my nephew, who's a millennial type, he wants the starters across the league to play. No. That's what he wants. I don't, I don't judge him. Me, old school, no, I want Aaron ready for Minnesota. I want to see Jordan Love this Friday against San Francisco on the road. So, Dennis, where do you come? I mean, with starters, if you were a head coach, would you play your guys? Would you sprinkle some guys in there? Or would you let your veterans wear ball caps and just support the younger guys? It is a balancing act because just like all of us remember Jordy Nelson crumpling in, in Pittsburgh, and you know that was something you don't want to see in the preseason. So if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the preseason, you feel awful. You know, you're paying him all that money. So I, I get all that. On the other hand, I can't help but think of, the season opener last year in Jacksonville against New Orleans when the Packers were so flat and got routed, and you think to yourself, boy, the starters should have at least seen some action in the preseason. Now, Leroy can answer this better than I can, but now that it's down to three preseason games, um, it seems to me that if you can safely get them in for a series or two somewhere in those three preseason games just to hand off and get the rhythm of being in a, in a game, I, I think it would be wise. Now, I'm not saying you should run the quarterback option or anything asinine like that. I'm just saying mm -hmm. get him out there for some snaps. 
Well, and then looking at the receivers that are going to be out there, is Sammy Watkins going to be ready to go? Uh, you know, he's been back in practice. Is he someone that's going to be suiting up in these preseason games? When do we expect to see Christian Watson? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing, too. Maybe you want to see Aaron out there to build that chemistry with some of the receivers. And I think we've seen him build that chemistry with Lazard through the time. But is Dobbs going to be someone that's playing week one? What receivers are going to be out there for Aaron to build that chemistry with? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, but on the other hand, you don't play Rodgers in the preseason and expose him to risks just so that uh, Sammy Watkins can know what it's like to get a throw from him because he's seeing that in practice. So you have to balance it. Uh, you mentioned Christian Watson, and I think that's a fair point. I mean, how how far behind is he falling? Is he falling so far behind that he won't be able to be much of a contributor this season? And when he was the guy they spent a second-round pick and traded up to get that would be, um, you know, depressing, even though uh, Dobbs and uh, Toure have been so well-received for what they've done in, in preseason. Uh, I think there are two position groups that I'm particularly watching in the three preseason games, and wide receivers, one of them, offensive line is the other, because I'm not saying anything that, uh, you know, is, is uh, revealing here, but I think if, if Bakhtiari and Jenkins aren't ready at the start of the season, you got trouble, and that's why I wouldn't play Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I think for the most part, people are gonna think the defense is gonna be better. But a couple of things I will be watching this Friday, Dennis, how the special team unit looks. Is it organized? Can you get guys acclimated to the new system? And can you stop the run? Trey Lance is gonna be running all over the place, San Francisco. You got to be able to stop the run. If you can stop the run, because you know in preseason games, Dennis, you want the clock to just kind of keep moving. But remember, you don't do a lot of tackling. And uh, family night, they weren't tackling. And in training camp, you don't tackle a lot. So it does get you. You know, teams are going to know that around the league because you'll see the Packers running the ball as well. But what running backs do you play? Do you play AJ Dillon? Do you play? Aaron Jones, Patrick Taylor, all these guys, how much you will. Both of these two teams this Friday are going to run the football. Yeah, I think you make a great point, Leroy, because, you know, training camp has changed so much. I mean, when I started covering the Packers, Forrest Gregg was the coach, and they had two-a-day practices and their full contact. And I mean, it was brutal. I'm not saying return to that by any <laughs> means. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it's so different now that – Tackling in particular is kind of a lost art because they don't work on it. You know, you can't really do it in practice. Even in the preseason games when you're playing an opponent, you're, you're not probably going 100% and you're not seeing the best of the best. you got guys trying to make a roster or trying to, to move up the depth chart. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those are all valid concerns. I mean, I, I don't know that San Francisco is going to be uh, – showing many exotic packages on Friday night. They're probably just trying to get through this like everybody else. And I think the NFL has to look at, okay, what are we trying to accomplish with preseason games? Um, I know that they're a cash cow for contracts with local TV stations and with fans coming to games. Uh, but are you exposing your starters to injury? Is it is it a product worth putting on the field? I mean, it's a hard question to ask, but it has to be asked because you got fans plunking down good money to see these games, and if they're not really seeing the regulars and the regulars aren't getting the work they need to get ready for the regular season, is it worth it? 
Yeah, because remember the Pro Bowl, they're going to just get rid of that because that was just embarrassing to watch. But the thing I am concerned about, because Dennis Allen with the Saints, he's already breaking up fights with his own people. So when you have joint practices, you have to have the veterans meet, like their captains with your captains, not the coaches, the captains. Listen, no fights, get our work done. Uh, we're here to give you a different look. We're not here to hurt anybody. Because remember, the Jets lost like four or five guys when they do the joint practices. I mean, it is football, so some people are going to get hurt. But you just don't want to see the fights because it just takes so long because now you got to start the period over. If a guy gets hurt, they'll move the drill. It's just too many distractions. So how do you get your guys – how should the Packers approach the joint practices when the Saints? Well, you, you, the question is this. Now, the Jets did suffer some big injuries last yeah, year, but yeah. those weren't really the results of, of fights. They were just training camp flukes that can happen yeah, anywhere. Man, uh, yeah, now, man. on the other hand, when the Houston Texans came in, those were fights. I mean, those, <laughs> those, those were things that you're just referring to. So I think it's in, incumbent on Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff to kind of set the tone and say, okay, we want to learn by seeing, you know, going up against another team, but let's not be stupid here. Let's not get anybody hurt. Let's not get into fights. Let's be smart. I think it's it's a good thing to be facing a Saints team next week in, in joint practices and then play them Friday night at Lambeau because they have a new coaching staff. They have um, a new head coach, I should say, not really a new coaching staff, but right, right. Uh, they have guys trying to prove themselves, and I think that's good. I think that competition is good, and I think if you're if you're going to lessen the importance of preseason games, then the joint practices play a huge role, I think, in getting your team ready for the regular season. Agreed. Talking with Dennis Krause from Spectrum News 1, last one here for you, Dennis. Family night, I know you didn't necessarily maybe get to take a part of it as you usually would being at Leroy's Enshrinement down in Canton, but one of the things that was eye-opening yet again was the special team struggles just in a practice and family night. Is that something we're going to still deal with even though they brought over Rich Bisaccia? Is that something that still worries you? Well, I, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. But I'm not worried about family night or preseason games. I, I want to see what the special teams do in the regular season. Now, I will say this. There's no reason for anybody to panic, but the fact that Mason Crosby is on the pup list is a little scary to me. I mean, it hasn't really been talked about much. It's like, oh, he'll be ready. You know, I hope he's ready because, you know, if you don't have a kicker that you can rely on, you're going to have trouble. Now, we all know they had trouble with the return units and with penalties, and Masaccio was – is a seasoned coach who knows what he's doing. He's coached special teams in the NFL for 20 years. He he can get it across. Now I'm not concerned about the the, the special teams struggles on family night. If they struggle in Minnesota for the opener or the home opener against the Bears, you know then it's like okay, what's what's going on here? Because even if they get better as the season goes on, they need to be ready for Week One. And special teams can't be the reason you lose games. And I think you can make a strong case. It was the reason they lost the playoff mm -hmm. game to the 49ers. Mm -hmm. So you just – I don't even care if they win games for you. Just don't lose them. Dennis, appreciate the time today, man. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good day.